0: We'd like to welcome a new sponsor to the podcast. I mean, they're a new sponsor, but they're also an old friend of mine. I'm talking about Lifetime Windows and Siding. I have endorsed... Lifetime windows and siding for a long, long time. They are the most trusted siding company in Colorado. Thinking about making a change to your windows or siding, choose from classic or contemporary looks to take your home to the next level. And you also feel great about your choice because their sales team uses a no-pressure, consultative approach, and they carry only the highest quality products like James Hardy Siding, the number one siding brand in all of North America. And they offer a lifetime warranty that covers all labor and covers all materials. Check it out for yourself. All you have to do is go to lifetimewindows.com for information on choices, consultations, and installation. That's Lifetime Windows and Siding. Transform your home with the one you trust. This week on the Dave Logan Podcast, jet lag. I figure I flew about uh, almost 11,000 miles in 44 hours. A sigh of relief for the Broncos. There's so much pressure on this team. Mm -hmm. And I think the pressure continues, but at least they can breathe a little bit after the win. What's next? I mean, do you feel like the Broncos have kind of turned the corner? And will this give them confidence in any sort of momentum as they now have a bye week? And it's an honest answer. I, I don't know. And what about Bradley Chubb? I think it's very likely that the Broncos will trade Bradley Chubb and he'll be playing somewhere else. This is the Dave Logan Podcast. And welcome to the Dave Logan podcast, Dave Logan and Julie Brownman, podcast number 145.
1: Hi, this Hello. is a special one, right?
0: This is so special. <laughs> we get to follow a Broncos victory. Is that what you mean?
1: No, I mean that your schedule was, I almost said a bad word, nuts the last <laughs> couple of days. You are doing this podcast. Um, this is what,
0: what day, this is Monday.
1: Yeah. I didn't think we were going to a podcast today. I thought you'd be in bed.
0: Well, hey, listen. um,
1: Tell me about your your itinerary. So,
0: um, the Broncos flew out last Monday to London, obviously, and spent the entire week there. Normally speaking, uh, I will fly in the Broncos charter, but since I'm a high school coach, You've got to, I've got to stay and get the team ready. So we uh, we played Friday night, uh, and then I caught a 2 a.m. flight um, on, what would that have been, Saturday morning, flew to Bangor, Maine, which I've never been there, then flew from Bangor, Maine to London, uh, then got into my hotel about 11 p.m., London time Saturday night. And then just a regular day yesterday, got up, uh, had a little bite to eat, got on the bus, uh, went to Wembley. What a great, uh, what a great historic venue that is. The Broncos beat the Jaguars, which was great. We left immediately uh, following the game, went to Heathrow Airport, went through the actual airport, which normally the Broncos charter does not. Went through the airport. Um, Got on uh, a Virgin Atlantic flight, uh, nine hours return. Got uh, to Denver about midnight, uh, uh-huh. Denver time, which was which would have been I think six a.m. Monday morning, London time, I think. And uh, went home, went to bed, and so here we are.
1: Does your body hate you right now?
0: Uh it's. Thoroughly pissed <laughs> you know what I mean so i figure I figure I flew about uh, almost eleven thousand miles in forty four hours. I was in a plane of some sort of those forty four hours, a little more than eighteen hours, so you know what it's just it's just one of those circumstances that pops up um, and i I'm blessed to have have the gig so here we are.
1: Okay. One more comment about this. Have you ever done anything like that before? I feel like in all your years of doing this...
0: Not, not to that extreme. Okay, I've had, to, I've had to catch up with the Broncos when I've been forced to miss a, uh, a game or, or, or the charter because of a high school game. Uh-huh. So, I've had, to, I've had to do that. And there have been a couple of close calls. But this was just sort of the perfect storm. It would have been different had the Broncos played Jacksonville in Jacksonville. Right. Right. But the fact that they played in London... But uh,
1: I thought you sounded good. I listened to some of the game on the radio.
0: Yeah, I was caffeined out of my mind. <laughs> um, and, you know, it's it's kind of funny. People out there will appreciate this sometimes. I mean, everybody has to go through, you know, a couple of days where you're, whatever you do and you're up late and you get up early and you're sort of burning it in both ends. And so you take a little caffeine or something and then, you know, you make it through. And then once you're done with it and the caffeine sort of works off, you just sort of you sort of phase into this almost comatose state Mm -hmm. where you're actually sleeping. (laughs) And I I told a couple of people, because the nice thing about uh, you know uh, uh, that length of flight, uh, they let you stand up in the galley. And so, I mean, of the nine-hour flight last night, I think Rick Lewis and I and uh, Brandon Cristal and a whole bunch of people, we stood up in the flight just trying to carry on conversation. And people were talking about, hey, man, what a crazy... What a crazy uh, weekend this is for you! And you know, I thought you'd be sleeping. And I said a couple of times, you know, I'm actually asleep right now. I'm just talking to you, but I'm actually dead asleep. So it's all good.
1: Yeah. Okay. Well, at least all of it was for somewhat good. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, it didn't start out that way. It was that interception by Russell Wilson was like, oh god, here we go. It's a very bad throw. The body language from Cortland Sutton was terrible. Hackett, I'm God knows what was going through his head, right?
0: Well, I mean, uh, there's so much pressure on this team. Mm-hmm. And I think the pressure continues, but at least they can breathe a little bit after the win. That that was a very curious game. I mean, nine possessions, I think I counted. They had three lengthy touchdown drives, which you can build off those things. They had a 75-yard touchdown drive. They had an 80-yard touchdown drive to win the game. And then they had a 98-yard touchdown drive, which, I mean, normally, even really good offenses, you're hard-pressed unless you get a you know, a seventy five yard play, you're hard pressed to just sort of exponentially move down the field. They had a couple of big plays in that drive, but then aside from the three lengthy touchdown drives, they had six three and outs. So it's you know, you want to celebrate the win because they're hard to come by at any level of football. And so I, I think the, the Broncos can feel good about the fact that they found a way to win a game. And in a game that they were behind 17 14 with about three minutes and change left, they had an 80 yard touchdown drive and they had a big play with Wilson to Hamler. And so you can build off that. But I was asked after the game, does this, I mean, do you feel like the Broncos have kind of turned the corner? And will this give them confidence in any sort of momentum as they now have a bye week and then have to go to Tennessee? And. I said at that point, and it's an honest answer. I, I don't know. I, I can't tell. Um, I heard they, that on the post. They still have to figure out a lot of things on offense. They really do.
1: Dave, my eyes hurt when I look at your eyes.
0: Yeah, I look like I'm bloodshot, and
1: oh God, yeah. But thank God. Well, I wear I wear, it. I wear.
0: I wear. I weared. Uh, Weird. I wear hard contacts. Uh So I had literally my contacts in, I figured last night, I had my contacts in Denver time from uh, whatever, 1230 in the morning until... 12 30 1 o'clock in the morning. So 24 hours straight. I
1: don't think you're supposed to do that.
0: With hard. Well, what do you want to do? You want to sit in the plane and take them out, and you don't know where you're sitting. You don't know who you're talking to. You're blind. You can't see anything. So, no, I'm, I'm good.
1: Okay. I just hope you start making up words on this podcast. That's yes. secretly what I was hoping for. All yes. right. So, another thing I wanted to talk about things not going right for the Broncos um, early on. A lot of penalties early on in that game. Way too many. Way too many penalties. And penalties against guys that you don't normally see. Justin Simmons for taunting. I think he had another one for holding. Um, but then he makes this unbelievable interception that seemed to turn the tide. It was an absolute beauty.
0: It really was. Um, and that's that's his first of the year. And, uh, of course, we can talk about the Kaywon Williams interception, too. They had two interceptions by defensive backs. Prior to that, they'd not had... A single interception all year long by a defensive back other than Caden Stearns. Wow. So, Justin came up with a huge play. Excuse me. I I look at that play, and and I thought to myself during the game, I don't even remember if I mentioned this, but (laughs) Jacksonville's on the one-yard line. You got a first down, and you're rolling Trevor Lawrence out and throwing the ball. What exactly are you doing? You know, it reminded me of other other teams.
1: I don't know uh, what you're talking about.
0: Other teams that have just done crazy things on the one yard line. But anyway, Simmons makes a big, big play. And uh it, you know, if you go down at that point fourteen to nothing, given how your offense has played and the lack of points all year long, I think it 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 really almost crushes your uh, ability to to withstand mentally and to think realistically. Okay, we can climb back in this thing because you know we've got an offense that can score. So that was just a huge play by Justin. It really was.
1: You know who's also. I mean, the the announcers couldn't get enough of that interception. But Pat Sertan. You know, unfortunately or fortunately, the Broncos have been on um, national TV a number of times this year, so a lot of the country has been able to see some of these issues. But you know who always gets this national love is Pat Sertan, and it's it's. It's really, he should. Oh yeah, I mean it's just fun to watch, and he had one of those games yesterday.
0: You mean you were you were watching and listening to the TV broadcast and not the radio broadcast? Uh,
1: partly watching, and this is the truth. Hmm. Look at my eyes. How it hurts when I look in your eyes. Um, and ow, <laughs> that's a glare, Dave.
0: <laughs> I'm not even trying to glare. I, didn't, I don't. Even, I wasn't even certain I was looking at you. Um, no, I'm just kidding. You. Yeah, Sertan's had a. He's had a hell of a year. I mean, he's he is a real bright spot for this Broncos defense, obviously. I mean, moving forward, you got a guy that's a lockdown corner, and hopefully if he can stay healthy, this is a guy that can play the next 10-plus years.
1: So back to offensively, I think credit Russell Wilson for – I mean, he was just getting – every week he's getting hammered. This week leading up to this game was exceptional in that the high knees thing just – Completely took off. Now I got to ask you a question here.
0: <laughs> Wait, did oh, I say something know. funny? No, I just I'm just thinking about the high knees thing.
1: Okay, first tell me what you think about the high knees thing.
0: I, I don't know. I, I just when I heard that, and then I saw the the actual clip, I, I just was like, I, I I don't even know how to quantify my reaction. I mean, it's just. It just is what it is. It's um, now I just sort of look and listen and move on. So I, I think, um,
1: so you're used to the corniness.
0: Well, I don't, I don't mind him being corny. I mean, you know, I know a lot of people, I mean, you have a corny side. So did you say no, you don't?
1: Yeah. Give me one instance where I've been corny. I've
0: been uh, that's asking me to do way too much today. <laughs> I, that's asking me to actually think about things in the past and then try to come okay. up with some sort of creative answer. Okay. Um, no, I I think he didn't really need to say it. Mm-hmm. How about that? I mean, you don't really need to tell people your entire uh, workout regime regime or regiment on the plane. And the fact that everybody was sleeping in your I mean you know here here's what I liked about Russell in the game, and I said this I think during the broadcast. He several times in that game, especially late, looked very much like the Russell of old he He made some plays at key times, he broke contain, he ran um and picked up first downs. That's to me watching Russell Wilson from afar. But watching him over 10 years, that's the kind of player that I saw. Uh, And I haven't seen that as much in Denver, but I saw that against Jacksonville. So hopefully he can build on that. I mean, Russell Wilson has been a dynamic player in this league, but he's been a unique player. He can throw from the pocket, but his... His forte, what makes him such a dangerous player in the league over the years was that his willingness and ability not only to buy time in the pocket, but then if you were not deliberate in your pass rush lanes, he could break on you and pick up yardage at key times. It just kills a defense. You know, third down and seven. You've got everybody covered. But you have one guy that breaks down up front and gets out of the the right the, the proper lane, and he runs for 12. And then you have a whole new series, and you've got to restart it from a defensive standpoint. So, I saw that from Russell uh, yesterday in London, which was really, really encouraging.
1: Oh, yeah. It was exciting. And Dulcich, I mean, gosh, you almost you hope that he had had him as a weapon all I
0: year. I like him. Oh, and okay. I, I, I don't remember if I've said this on the podcast. I, I, I was talking... Last night to uh, to George Payton a little bit back in the galley as we were uh, having a long flight and I, I was out I'm out every week at the Broncos excuse me facility and I was out there waiting to uh, interview Russell and and then Hackett and Dulcich walked by and I mean I knew he was an athlete right I mean athletic tight end can run big but I was struck by how big this kid is he is thick lower body thickness and um, he's just got a real knack for finding an open spot but he can make plays he can run and catch he's another I think one of the guys that you you talk about building blocks for the future I think Greg Dulcich is going to be one of those key guys for the Broncos offense
1: Dave what do you think would happen had they lost that game
0: They'd have left us in London, and we would have been uh, sure. sipping a, a bit of tea this morning. I think I mm-hmm. no. I mean, there's no way to. I mean, you can't even really wrap your head around how desperate things would be. Um, would there be? I mean. There's already there. There was speculation going in about you know coaches and will the coaches survive and what's going to happen and so I think that would would have just increased the noise. I think from fans' perspective, I think that would have been their fifth consecutive loss and uh, they're already frustrated as is. Right, so um, I mean, I don't I don't think everything is great now, but. They made enough plays on the offensive side yesterday, and in particular, in particularly how they made them with Russell, again looking like a little bit like the old Russell. That I'm encouraged in that regard. But as I mentioned, they they still have to figure out the running game and and how not to go three and out so many times. And um, th- there's there's a lot of a lot of work to be done. But uh, yeah, to answer your question in a long winded fashion. Man, I don't know. I mean, I, I think it would have been uh, uh, even more pressure and even more desperate than it was prior to the game.
1: Did you get a sense people are going to get fired? I mean, they would have been what, like two and six? Yeah, two I mean,
0: and six. I, I, I don't know. Um, I, I I clearly know this. I think the Broncos ownership group is very much aware of what's going on, very much in tune with how important the season is. Uh, very much aware that the expectations have not been met. So anytime you have a new ownership group that starts to drill down on, okay, we not only haven't met the expectations, but w- why? W- what are we doing? What are we not doing? Who's involved? Then, yeah, sooner or later, changes are made. Now, w- if, if the Broncos would have lost, would Nathaniel Hackett have been fired? I don't think so. But... um you know, you, you, you don't want to go down that road. You I mean sooner or later. And, and you, it was interesting during the week in London, George Payton came out and was asked about Hackett. And I think he fully supported Hackett in his, his comments to the point even that I was shocked a bit that George went as far as he did. But it was, I, but I understand it because George hired him and he's in the building every day working with him. And so he, he, you know, he he wants Nathaniel Hackett and this this thing to work out, so I get that. However, Greg Penner, the owner of the team, when he was asked about him, said he is supportive. Nathaniel Hackett's and I'm paraphrasing a young coach, but we all know expectations have not been met. We're not playing well enough, and so you know that that was a dichotomy. That was a real contrast, and I think maybe a good contrast to tell you the truth from Peyton's statement to Pinner's statement. So I think Bronco fans hearing both should be confident that this ownership group it's it's not like they're, you know, flying around and not aware and have other things to do and, you know, check in via Zoom or whatever one time a week and hey, how are you doing and that's that's not my take on this ownership group. I think they're very very much involved, very aware and um so, we'll see how the rest of the season goes. We're
1: going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk about the trading deadline and what's next for the Broncos.
0: Time for me to talk about Molly Spirits. Can you believe it's already November? You know what that means, right? Ready or not, here comes the holidays, and there's no better spot to get absolutely everything you want for those friends and family gatherings than Molly Spirits. From literally thousands of beers and wines and spirits, you'll find absolutely everything you need. In one stop. Now, if you find yourself hosting, you're not exactly sure what you want to serve, there's always somebody at Molly's to help you choose. Or you can just hop online at mollyspirits.com and check out their staff picks and also their featured products. And if you're headed out to friends or family for holidays, do yourself a favor or do your friends and family a favor. Stop by Molly's to pick up that perfect bottle to say thank you or maybe I'm sorry. Or how about a Molly's gift card? Head on out to their lakeside location at 44th and Harland or their DTC location at the Arapahoe Marketplace next to Sprouts. Hey, let me take a minute and talk to you about Boyer's Coffee. Man, I do love them. Fall, starting to get a little frosty out there, especially in the mornings. What better way to keep you warm than a hot cup of Boyer's Coffee? From their classic Colorado roast like Aspen Gold, Denver Blend and Colorado Cafe Blend to their flavored coffees like Toffee Caramel Crunch Boyers has what you need to start your morning the right way. So, what makes Boyers different than the other brands? For over 50 years, Boyers Coffee has been made with 100% Arabica beans, which are slow roasted at altitude. And that means less humidity and a slower burn resulting in a really unique flavorful cup of coffee. Now, if you haven't tried Boyers yet, do yourself a favor and Give it a try. You can find Boyer's Coffee at King Supers, Safeway, Costco, Sam's Club, and Walmart. Or, better yet, just hop online at boyerscoffee.com to choose the perfect coffee for you and your family. Boyer's Coffee, roasted at altitude in Denver since 1965. And welcome back to the Dave Logan Podcast. Dave Logan and Julie Brownman, Podcast number 145. I don't know if I thanked you to uh, To open the podcast, but thanks to everybody for listening, we appreciate that.
1: I thought you were th- I thought you were thanking
0: me. Oh, thank you so much for what? Yeah, let me let me get back to you on But but thank you, thank well, you tell so you much. You thank
1: you. I bought. Did you buy your um, Powerball tickets? It's up to a billion. I looked for them
0: in London. I couldn't find them on sale. I don't know. Do they sell those in London?
1: They do not. But I bought ten dollars worth.
0: Nice. It's when is, worth it? when is the tonight? Oh,
1: I tell you what. If I win. Whatever I will take care of you, whatever that means.
0: Okay. Well, okay. you're on record now. I mean, when I when I take you to court, and, <laughs> and I, I have to argue my case, and and I say, Judge, I was promised she would quote take care of me. Your your lawyer will argue. Well, what exactly does that mean? Watch. Lunch. okay. I I see. Well, then, damn, let's win this thing. (laughs) We'll go across the country. There we go.
1: Okay, so no, no,
0: no. I don't want to go across the country. I'm good for the time being.
1: You're just going to what are you going to do tonight?
0: I'm going to go home, watch the uh, after practice today with the kids. Uh I'm going to go home, watch the Browns and Bengals game Uh and hopefully get a good night's sleep.
1: For like 20 hours.
0: Yeah. I mean, you try to, you try to stay up and not... Because uh, my, my part of the trip was so short, right? I didn't have time, which I don't know if this is good or bad, yeah. but I didn't have time really to acclimate to the the time switch in London. So, we'll see. I'll get back to you on that.
1: Okay, very good. All right. So, the trading deadline. We tape this on a Monday afternoon. The trading yep. deadline is Tuesday at 2 o'clock Mountain Time. A lot of talk, if the Broncos had lost, about um, would they start trading players. The first pe- person that people talk about is Bradley Chubb. Right. Could that still happen? I know you, you said last week it depends on what they're offered, but what if they get a first rounder? I mean
0: Then I think you have to move him.
1: Wow. wow. I think I
0: think you have to I think it's a if you're offered a first rounder, to me that's a no brainer. You you go ahead and move him. Now you know George Payton then and Nathaniel Hackett have to stand up in front of the room of players and say, hey, this—I mean, that's a tough thing because Chubb is a captain. He's played very well this year. He's one of the core core guys. But if I'm George Payton and I am, um, you know, I'm my draft capital has been depleted in the Russell Wilson deal. I've got to balance, you know, what what we're going to do the next couple of years with with premium level draft choices that that we do not have. A, how do how do we get any of those back B if you don't do that Chubb can become a free agent now you can tag him next year and if you tag him he's going to be in a one-year deal making it's about 18 uh, I believe it's about 18 million dollars a year that doesn't make a lot of sense for a one-year deal for Bradley Chubb and I think I listen I like Chubb I think Chubb is a great young kid um, I think he's played very well this year this is a not Dave is anti Bradley Chubb. I'm talking to you from a, from a business standpoint for the team. I, did, I think you have, if you get a number one draft choice, which I'm, I don't, you know, I know the report is out there from Adam Schefter of ESPN that there are a couple of teams that are willing to offer first round draft choices. Adam is very well connected in the league and a good friend of mine. That said, I find that very hard to believe that a team is going to offer a number one. If they do, awesome. That I make the move more likely in my mind. I think somebody offers a two and maybe, <clears throat> excuse me, a four or five. I still would make that deal because you have to accumulate some draft capital moving forward. You're more than likely not going to be able to financially speaking, sign Bradley Chubb to a long term deal because he's going to be a 20 million dollar per year guy. You've got 45, over $45 million per year invested in your quarterback for a long time. So you have to be judicious in terms of how you spend your, uh, your draft capital. I mean, I'm, I'm sorry, your, your salary cap, right? Um, so I would say the chances as we sit here today of Bradley Chubb being traded, um, are about 80, 20. Uh, in, in in positively in favor of that happening
1: does his injury history have anything to do with that
0: only in the sense that it may uh it may diminish a bit in terms of what you can get for him but he's come back from them um and he's having a very good year he's really i mean he has showed up uh, and when you go back and look at the tape of the Broncos, I think he's playing at a very, very high level. It would have to be somebody who, much like the Rams did last year, the Rams felt like they were maybe one or two moves away from really making a push for the Super Bowl, and thus they, they trade for Vaughn Miller. I mean, Chubb is Chubb is much younger than Vaughn was at the time. Uh, you know, Vaughn is such a unique pass rusher. Chubb is not like that. Chubb is more of a power pass rusher. So to me it would have to be it wouldn't make sense for a team to that is sort of a middle of the road team to make that kind of move for Chubb. I I would look for a team that figures, hey, we can make a deep run in the playoffs this year. We're but maybe we're a pass rusher short. Who do we go get?
1: So you're not expecting to see him I mean, the Broncos have a bye week and then they play Tennessee. Tennessee. In Tennessee.
0: I am not. I am not. I mean it, there's always a chance. Mm-hmm. If he's here, great. Let yeah. him go out and, and play. Great. Maybe, maybe you know, maybe they don't get the kind of deal that they feel like they can. But I think it's, I think it's, very likely that the Broncos will trade Bradley Chubb and he'll be playing somewhere else.
1: You just mentioned the Broncos have a bye week. Is this a good time for the bye week? In that they would be coming off some pretty serious momentum, or. Yeah. Would you rather them play next week?
0: You could look at it uh, both ways, and I think make the case for both ways being being correct. And uh, Mike Rice in the post game show yesterday asked me that question, and I, I, my answer was yes. I think it's a pretty good thing, um, and here's why: they're they're banged up. You've you've got to get some guys healthy, and some of these guys that are banged up, but not not you know I'm going to be out the entire year banged up. They have a shot maybe to come back and. And play against Tennessee. And we'll talk about this next week. But the Tennessee game is such a critical game. This gives you extra time from a coaching staff standpoint to prepare for Tennessee. To come up with a game plan that will work. They are a difficult team with Derrick Henry. They're a difficult team because they stay on the field and they eat the ball. And, but if you can find a way to go down and win a game... That win, I think, almost I mean it gives you a chance to from a mindset standpoint to completely switch the season for you. then all of a sudden, you're four and five, right, and you're coming home to play the Raiders. Who knows what's going on with the Raiders, yeah, so I'm getting ahead of myself, but then you win a home game against the Raiders won't be easy. Well, now all of a sudden you're five and five. That feels a hell of a lot different, right so the the Tennessee game, I think. Could very well decide sort of the trajectory for the remainder of the season for the Broncos. You win, I think that thing is is aiming up. Uh, you lose, then you you know you're treading water, or maybe maybe the boat is sinking a little bit. So so that's why I think, given the extra time for coaches, you can really come up with something that gives your team the best chance to win,
1: Dave. Let me compliment you on not making up any words today. Did I
0: snore at all during the podcast?
1: <laughs> no, I thought you sounded great on the broadcast. Uh, you didn't slur. I
0: said podcast.
1: said podcast.
0: I, did I? Did I snore at all during the podcast? No. Okay, because I've been asleep this whole time. <laughs> I, I feel like my lips are moving and my eyes are open, but uh, no. Listen, it's uh, there are a lot of people out there. I mean, as you listen to this podcast, yeah. Do you find yourself fatigued? Are you overwhelmed? Are you, yes. no? Hey, listen, it's good. I'm uh, a little silly, but it's uh, it's all good.
1: Okay, all right, get some sleep Why,
0: before we leave. Yeah, you've got the Kansas uh, sure. long sleeve T shirt. What 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 do you? Uh, I didn't see how Kansas did this weekend.
1: Um, They are five and three, I think.
0: You didn't even follow them. Do you? Do you know what they did this weekend? I don't.
1: I freaking. How? I mean, seriously. Have you and I not? Have
0: we not? I mean, honestly, you you claim to be a Kansas supporter, Uh and then you don't even know who the hell they play this weekend, and you didn't go to London.
1: You know what? When I put the shirt on, I was like, okay, I got to get up on my Kansas stuff, because Dave's going to ask me.
0: Okay. I didn't Didn't do it.
1: I didn't do it. Yeah. Okay. Rock Chalk?
0: Go Buffs. (laughs) DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, is pulling you in the center of the action with endless ways to make it rain this week. Sports betting has never been this convenient. With DraftKings Sportsbook, you can bet from anywhere the app is available. And if you haven't tried DraftKings Sportsbook yet, head to the App Store now because you don't want to miss this. DraftKings Sportsbook is giving all new players a deposit bonus of up to $1,000 when signing up using promo code LOGAN, my last name. DraftKings Sportsbook has endless ways for you to bet, from live betting to betting on your your favorite players, they really do it all. Check out the DraftKings Sportsbook app every day this week to cash in on their daily odds boosts. New boosts are posted every single day for all the biggest sporting events. DraftKings is safe, reliable, and secure. It's really easy for you to deposit and withdraw your money whenever you want to. Download the type-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code LOGAN, L-O-G-A-N, when you sign up and get up to $1,000. That's code LOGAN to get a deposit bonus of up to $1,000 for a limited time. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only, new customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700.